What really is acceptance when we are experiencing some sort of loss or grief? Well, a question was presented to me this past week that made me really dig into this word acceptance, and I discovered a treasure that helped me understand and process at a deeper level this word acceptance, and I want to share it with you today. So I'm going to define a new way to think about acceptance during grief and loss. Stay with me. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friend, hey, this is Jeannie Smith. Welcome back to the Shattered Into Beautiful podcast. I hope that you have had a wonderful week. Well, I want to talk to you today about this word acceptance. And for those of you that are going through or have been going through a season of grief and loss, this is something we've talked about quite often on this podcast, but it may not necessarily be like a loved one, a loss through the loss of a loved one. It could be a different type of loss, like maybe it's a loss through marriage, or maybe it's a loss of job or career, or maybe it's a loss of something uh, tangible, material, like a home, or maybe it's a, a season of loss. Maybe it's you're moving geographically to a new area, and there's a loss of friends and connection and community. And so I want to talk about this in, in a broad perspective. But I really want to dive deeper into this word acceptance. Now, it was presented to me, and I'm going to relate this in my own personal story right now of loss of my loved ones, particularly my brother. But recently it was asked of me, what would it take for you to move into a state of acceptance in your loss? And it actually kind of puzzled me momentarily and I begin to ponder because you know I ponder things really deeply and it takes me a while to process because I really want to grasp the meaning of things I really want to truly you know at a deep level understand what it is that God wants to teach me in whatever season of life that I'm in so I begin to process this I said to the person that posed the question hey I'm going to need some time on this you know I don't know how much time it's going to take but I need to seek the Lord and what this means for me not what it means for someone else, but what it means for me and to me. So I begin to dig and process and ask the Lord questions. And um, I really begin to dissect my situation, my circumstances, and this word. And I found myself getting a little angry and even frustrated at the word acceptance. I was like, you know, who decided way back when to write these stages of grief, you know, and they are all real, right? We go through these stages because our emotions are real. God gave them to us. And, you know, we go through these stages of anger and denial. And, you know, um, even some may try to bargain. And then we go through forgiveness and we go through, you know, we go so on and then we get to acceptance. Okay. And so what acceptance is like, oh, you've crossed the finish line. Woohoo. You're done. You made it. You know, you've accomplished something. Okay. It's over. We move on with our life. No, 
So when I thought about this word acceptance and what it means, I began to get, like I said, frustrated and a little even angry. Like, no, I don't think I can move into this word acceptance because I'm not willing to accept what happened. I am, I'm not willing to accept the circumstances wrapped around the loss of some of my loved ones because I found myself very righteously angry towards the enemy. Now, it's not that I wasn't willing to accept the sovereign hand of God because I absolutely know that God is good and I can trust him in all situations, even though I may not understand it. It may not be what Jeannie wants, but I know that I can trust God and that he is good. Now that's a done deal that is settled. So, but this was more of not that I didn't trust the sovereign hand of God and I wasn't accepting that or his will or what he was doing, but I could not find myself willing to or able to accept the circumstances wrapped around, meaning I am not willing to accept the hand of the enemy and what the enemy done because he is a thief and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, what this means to me is that I'm not going to accept and align with what the enemy did. Now, I'll, let's just, I want you to make this personal and I want you to wrap it around and conform it around, rather, your circumstances, okay? And really begin to break this down on paper because that's what it took for me. But for the sake of my personal story and the example, I'm going to use my story and analogy, okay? So... I am not willing to accept and align with the works of the enemy and how he came against my brother and my dad. I am not going to accept and align with a generational curse of depression or mental torment or just circumstantial things, worldly things that they continued to battle, both of them, but in different ways. I am not going to accept and come in alignment with that my brother's life was taken short or that he is not going to be there for his son who will need him in the upcoming years of his life. I am not willing to accept and come in alignment with what the enemy has done because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I am not willing to accept and align with what the enemy has done and attempted to do in my life. But what I can accept and come in alignment with is that my loved ones are in the gracious care of Jesus, that they are no longer suffering, that they are with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that they are now at their permanent home. I can come in alignment with that. I can come in alignment that they're no longer suffering and they are fully healed and whole and they are in his presence and the full revelation of God, and that my prayers were answered in that way, and that they are experienced the full level of his love and joy and peace. Now, I can come in alignment with that. I can come in alignment with the fact that God has healed me and restored me in so many areas of my life, and I can accept that. But I don't accept the evil hand of the enemy at work in my life prior to that. And so honestly, I was struggling with this. I'm like, I cannot say that I can move into acceptance because I saw acceptance in a different light. 
And I'm sure that, you know, whoever way back when began to write about these stages of grief and how, you know, they've been put in textbooks and we, we use them through counseling. And I've, I use them all the time as I counsel people as well, because we know that healing is a process and we need to move through that process with the word of God. But as I've dug into this word more and more, I saw it in two different lights and I realized that I was really getting stuck and struggling with the word acceptance because I could not bring myself to accept the things, the circumstances that were wrapped around it. Now, let's take a, the, the, the loss of a loved one. Let's take that scenario out of the picture and let's use something differently. Okay, let's look at a marriage. Let's say that, you know, your spouse betrayed you and the result was a failed marriage. Now, you may even have tried to work through it. You, you tried to bring some kind of reconciliation into existence, but your spouse was not willing to do that. And so that made the betrayal drive even deeper. So you find yourself not willing to accept that this marriage is over because of the circumstances. Now, the reality is the marriage is over because the other partner is not willing to reconcile. And God can still work miracles, even in that situation, friends. But the reality of it right now in this season is that the marriage is over. So do you have to agree and do you have to come into acceptance of the circumstances that led to this failed marriage? No, because it was wrong. It was sin. It was darkness at its best, but you do have to accept the reality of the marriage is over at this time and maybe even for good, but you don't have to align and accept what brought it in to failure. You see what I'm saying? And so we can apply this to everything in our lives when it comes to letting go. Now, there's a better word for us. I want to talk about that. Let's talk about not accepting, but rather letting go. Now, this word let go brought me some release because I was like, I can't accept what led to the loss, but I do accept the reality of the loss because I trust the sovereign hand of God. And that brought me freedom, friends. I had to di dissect that word and split it in half and go, okay, I can accept these things, but I can't accept this. So what I can accept and align with is the goodness of God, and that's all the good things. In a failed marriage, even though the circumstances are not good, and we don't want to align with that, and we're not going to accept that sin, but we can align and accept with the fact that God is good, and even in these situations and in this circumstance, God is still working in my favor and for my good because he is good and he loves me. We can focus on the fact that even though things around us are changing every day, God does not change. And so I'm going to give you some scriptures at the end of today's episode to cling to in regards to that. Now, I found it very interesting when I researched the word acceptance, the you know Webster Dictionary version of the word acceptance says this, the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. Okay, well, the key word there is consenting. Now, if you research the word consenting, it means permission, given permission 
for something to happen. Agreeing to. You see what I'm saying? Agreeing to. There's that word that aligns with alignment. So consenting to. I don't think any of us would consent to the loss of a loved one, especially an unexpected loss of a loved one. Or do we consent with watching a loved one suffer and then pass away? Do we consent with losing a loved one in a tragic accident? Do we consent with someone going out, stepping out and betraying us in our in our marriage? Do we consent with and agree with a huge financial disaster that brought, you know, harm to our family? And do we consent with betrayal and division in our home, betrayal and division in our churches, in our community? I mean, we could go on and on. Uh, betrayal and loss of a job? Do we consent? I mean, we would not consent to these things. So I'm like, this is not making sense to me. And so God's like, Jeannie, I didn't ask you to accept the circumstances. I want you to accept me. I want you to accept the reality of how things are today. And I want you to accept me and trust me with the future. And honestly, as I thought about this and all the people that I've worked with in the past in regards to acceptance, and while I am walking through it myself, and obviously some areas of my life when it comes to grief and loss, I came into a new awareness for me personally. And I, I this is just my journey. And so, you know, I'm always just trying to be transparent and real with you with, you know, where I am today. But I'm hoping that this becomes, I don't know, maybe a light bulb moment for someone else, if it's just one person, that I was getting stuck in acceptance. And I wondered, man, does this happen to other people? Like, are we getting stuck in this word acceptance? And, you know, maybe this this could lead to bondage. Are we getting stuck here? Because when we think about the situation and this loss, whatever it may be, that all we can think about are the circumstances wrapped around that loss. And so we get focused in on that instead of God's part of it all. I mean, the truth is the reality of it cannot be changed, but what can be changed is the outcome. And when we're willing to let go and offer this thing back to the Lord, the outcome will be great and it will be good if we trust him and he's going to give us something back in exchange for that offering but we have to be willing to let it go so I think a better word for me in this journey and maybe for you too is not really accepting but letting go I'm willing to accept the reality of where I am and to let go of the pieces that I can't really do anything about. I'm willing to let go and give this circumstance, this situation to the Lord in hopes that he's going to give me something back greater in return because, I mean, holding on to it is not doing anything for me. And I can't get anything back unless I'm willing to give him what I have. So we find that we can't do anything about it. It is reality. And we don't have to accept how it happened. We can be righteously angry about how it happened. Rightly so, right? But what we can do is we can align with God. We can accept that he's good. And we can let go 
of the details, of the circumstances, of the loss. We can let go of it and give it to God. We're not letting go of that person. We're letting go of the situation. And we can give it to God. And we can say, Lord, I'm going to take the next step. And I'm going to have courage to let go and give this to you. And I want to ask that you help me change the way I think about it. So what does the Bible say about accepting things that we cannot change? Well, the Lord God Almighty, His Word, and the good news of the gospel are unchanging. It's the same today, yesterday, and forever. That's what it tells us in Hebrews 13, 8. However, we must embrace change. So God doesn't change, but the world around us is changing every day. And so to live in it, to function in it, to overcome it, we have to be willing to embrace the change happening all around us. That means that we have to adapt, we have to adjust, and sometimes we ourselves have to change. Many times, right? Oh, well, sometimes we don't like change. It feels uncomfortable to us, but it's in that change when we experience growth, great growth. So scripture instructs us to be transformed and changed in the likeness and the image of Christ, and that happens in our mind. So the Lord instructs us in Romans 12 too, don't conform to the behaviors of the world, but instead let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So it all happens in your mind. So even with this word acceptance and my little journey through it, you know, whether it's right or wrong, this is the way the Lord helped me get through it. This was my journey. He changed the way I was thinking about the word acceptance. And through that, I was able to just let go and trust God. It's then that we're going to learn and know and understand more about God's will for us. And it's pleasing and it's perfect. He is perfect. When there's loss and there's change, God is doing something new. It says in Isaiah 43, 19, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? So as Christians, we should always conform and be willing to let go and embrace the changes. I didn't say it would be easy. Oh no, many times it's very difficult. But in order to get to our destination, to get to the next step, to get where it is that God is trying to take us, to get to the promised land, to get to the goodness of God, to see more revelation, we have to be willing. We have to have the courage to just simply trust God and let go. This past weekend, I was listening to someone speak on courage and about letting go and what that looked like for us. Like, what is God asking you, calling you to let go of? And the message went on and the speaker said that once we let go of something that we need to let go of, life actually begins to flow within us once again. And I got to thinking about just like if I am holding on to something so tight, like try it, put something in your hands or matter of fact, just, just close your fist up, just ball your fist up and just squeeze really tight. Just just ball your fist up and squeeze them. And if I do that, if I sit here and I'm doing it right now with you, but if I squeeze my fist together really tightly, 
I begin to notice that blood flow is even leaving my hands, that my fingers are beginning to become white and even purple looking because I am cutting off the blood circulation even to my hands because I am holding on so tightly. And what is it doing for me? Nothing. It's actually restricting my blood flow. And if I continue to sit here and do this for a long length of time, it could even become damaging because I'm basically creating a self tourniquet. Now, when I open up my hands, my fist, and I let go of whatever it is that I'm holding on to that I think maybe is benefiting me, but no, it's not. When I open up my hands and I let go of what it is I'm holding on to, go ahead, open up your hands. The blood flow comes back. Life and vitality is restored. And my fingers and my hands and my palms are not only relaxed, oh, but they are open palm, ready to receive whatever it is that God wants to put now into my palms. So friends, I want to end today this episode just asking you, what is it that God is wanting you to let go of? What is it that he's wanting you to accept? What reality is it that he wants you to accept? Now, remember, we're not accepting the evil and the darkness associated with that. No, we're not, we're not accepting that at, at all. We align with God in regards to those things. But we are going to accept that God is good and God is working even in those situations. So what is it, rather, instead of the word acceptance, maybe, what is it that he's wanting us to release and let go what am I accepting and letting go of? What is that fill in the blank for you? What is it that God wants you to let go of, to accept and let go of? Well, let's pray about that and, and let's begin to get activated in it. I want you to really seek the Lord and ask him what it is, what it is, and I want you to take steps to release it to him. We're going to do this together. Lord, we just ask right now that you reveal to us what it is that we need to give and offer back to you. Show us what we need to accept, what reality we need to accept, and what we need to let go and give to you. Father, because we trust you and you are good and we know that you have good and perfect plans for our life, and we want to receive all that it is that you have for us the goodness and the blessings, we want to receive it all. So Father, give us courage to take a step and make a change. Give us courage to make a choice that brings change and help us to let go and release. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, I love you bunches. I hope that my little revelation this past week has been helpful for you. Remember, not only do I love you bunches, but I want you to live a life abundant. And so does Jesus. So go live it and I'll see you next week. If you like mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com 
And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Music